Hello and welcome to the Swift Legacy podcast, a show where we talk all things Taylor Swift with a focus on her early career. We're your hosts, Amy, Rachel and Molly, and today we're going to be talking about the difference between the Drews. To start this one chronologically, we'd have to take this one way, way back to 2004, which is right around the time that Taylor wrote a very famous song called Teardrops on My Guitar. Little known fact, this song was originally pitched to the Dixie Chicks and all mention of the word Drew was removed in exchange for you. The Dixie Chicks later declined it because they felt it was too childish. And Teardrops on My Guitar went on to be probably her biggest breakthrough single. I think she won a CMA Horizon War to the name of it, something along those lines. Drew Hardwick was somebody that Taylor had school with and she wrote a song about him. And a couple of years later, he showed up at her house at Christmas time and laughed at her. But that is not the Drew that she dated. In 2005, Taylor began dating a senior boy called James Andrew Dunlap, who was in a couple of her classes. They had mutual friends and they just began dating. Now, a lot of her songs like Tim McGraw and our song are written about him. And this is the Drew that she dated. Taylor has mentioned him as recently as 2019 on The Ellen Show when she spoke about her first kiss with him when she was 15. And she also mentioned him back in 2012 when she was performing at the Harvey Mudd College before introducing our song. It's easy to get confused, especially maybe as an international fan where the name Drew isn't very common. I don't know whether it's a common name in America, but for us, it's, it's kind of a weird name, I'm going to be honest. So <laughs> her having two Drews in her life, especially on consecutive years, both having songs written about them, it's going to be difficult to get it straight in your mind sometimes and you might get them confused. And I think a lot of the fandom think that sometimes she actually did date Teardrops on My Guitar Drew, which is Drew Hardwick, when she didn't. I posted a few years ago a picture of a yearbook in which she had written, Drew, you're really hot. And I had a lot of comments saying things like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she wrote that in her crush's yearbook. But she didn't. She wrote that in the yearbook of Drew Dunlap, who was her boyfriend at the time. So it is very easy to get them confused, especially when you don't entirely know the backstory. I think it's funny that she knows, and I'm not sure, like you said, I'm not sure if Drew is just a much more popular name in America or a much more popular way of shortening the name Andrew. I mean, most Andrews I know just go by Andrew. I don't know anyone who goes by Drew. So I do think it's kind of very easy to just assume they're the same person. It's a bit like how there are a load of jokes going around when um, it was revealed that the guy that she co-wrote, you will... you all over me with is called scooter and everyone was joking that taylor knows the only two scooters that exist in the world like that's not a particularly common name how does she know two of them so no i do think it's a very weird coincidence and the fact that the the songs written about both of them both appear on the same album um definitely makes it confusing but she never dated drew hardwick i don't know if either of you have seen this i read this the other day did you see that interview with um kelsey drew's now wife i thought that was jordan's wife from picture to burn <clears throat> Sorry, oh, I thought was, that was Jordan's wife. Yeah, it was. I and got she confused. Just it was Jordan, but she off, did yeah. mention Drew. She did it for like the Daily Mail a few years. Yes, and I did not see this. It's the funniest interview because she makes it out like there's no bad blood, but then she makes those of like sly comments. Like it's really weird that she wrote songs about guys she never dated. 
um and everyone thought it was odd because um this song came out and they were like you don't have anything to do with drew like you never dated him i found it on reddit a few weeks ago i think honestly reddit is a gold mine for this sort of stuff (laughs) (laughs) so rachel you mentioned that drew showed up at christmas in 2008 do you want to kind of elaborate on that whole situation was it 2008 or was it 2007 we just don't really know i just know it was around the time she got gone i think it was 2008 i think i looked into it and it was when she had those really strange not strange (laughs) when she had those when she had the holiday sweaters on yes yeah yeah. she and abigail made these like ugly holiday sweaters together and then they like ran around target taking weird pictures together and on the way back home, he, uh, Drew Hardwick had actually pulled into her driveway and she thought that he was there with some friends just to kind of laugh at her and be like, hey, this is the girl that wrote the song about me. And they took some pictures quickly and left. And as far as I'm aware, that's the last time they spoke. But no, they did not date. However, she did date Drew Dunlap for the best part of a year in her freshman year, his senior year, which is what she's making a nod to in 15 when she sings, hoping one of those senior boys will wink at you and say, you know, I haven't seen you around before. And then you're on your very first date and he's got a car and you're feeling like flying. And back then I swore I was going to marry him someday, but I realized some bigger dreams of mine. All of these lyrics, they do reference her first ever boyfriend, Drew Dunlap, from back when she was 15 years old. Definitely. And Drew Dunlap actually took her to his senior prom, I believe. Was yeah. it the senior prom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, we don't seem to have any pictures of this. But there is kind of a mystery about the prom dress that she wore. Do you want to go into that, Rachel? Because I feel like you know a lot more about that. Basically, all that we know about this prom is that he took her to his senior prom when she was a freshman. She wore a purple prom dress and had the best night ever. And we've never been able to find a single picture of this on MySpace, on Facebook, anything. Which is really weird considering the amount of pictures that we have on MySpace of like her her other proms and just random things. I feel like back then, especially MySpace was, MySpace was Instagram kind of for them. Found pictures of his friends from that night. So we do know the prom was real. It did exist, like it all happened, but there's just no pictures of them in the background. They might've been removed because he did move away and get a new girlfriend. And he did give an interview where he said, despite him still being a fan of Taylor's music, his girlfriend wasn't. So I don't know if that caused a bit of tension and maybe the new girlfriend wasn't a fan of people going and liking all of his old Facebook pictures with his ex-girlfriend and they were removed for that reason. But to our knowledge, they've never been found. Yeah, However, we do really... have pictures of Taylor with his parents. And we do. Their parents that's hanging a bit out. weird. Yeah. That does make me laugh. But the weird part is, is Austin was the one that posted those when he was like 17. Like her brother posted those. It wasn't like any weird digging we had to do. He just threw them up on Instagram. What's really cute is in some pictures Taylor shared on her MySpace back in 2007, I want to say, of her bedroom. It's actually actually still kept a handmade necklace that he made for her across her bedside lamp. It says Drew. And they had a little tortoise with something on it next to it. And um, yeah, she kept it on her bedside table. Despite over two years having passed since their breakup, they seem to be both on very, very good terms. Like I said, there's a picture of Taylor hanging out with his parents that looks about 2006, 2007. There's a picture of Taylor's parents hanging out with his parents. Like they all seem to be very, very good friends still. And who knows? Yeah, the way she speaks about him still, it is in a good way. She does hold him in high regards. And even though I believe he's still living in Nashville, he's still married. You you like to think that if they run into each other again, it would still be on civil terms. Yeah, it's nice to think that, isn't it? I kind of think it'd be funny if we just went around in a circle and everyone shouted like an unreleased song or two that they think is about Drew Dunlap. Go. Molly. Oh god, that's so much pressure to think of one off okay, the top of my head. Stop, Amy. This is to a cowboy. 
Closest to a cowboy. How come? I just feel like closest to a cowboy. It just gives me Tim McGraw vibes, but from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Like I think Tim McGraw is very reflective in terms of positivity, but I think maybe closest to a cowboy is maybe more introspective in terms of like, I let somebody in and now they're gone and I'm not going to do that again. Does that make any sense? I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's two songs that I'd want to say, as I I really, really do strongly believe to be about Drew Dunlap. I I would go as far as saying these two songs together are the blueprint for Tim McGraw. And that's Perfect Have I Loved and Sweet Tea and God's Graces. Purely for the lyrics, um, and Perfect Have I Loved, you've got, do you remember the stupid things we used to do before September stole me away from you? The time we got your truck stuck in the creek because baby roads weren't wild enough for you and me. And it's like, um, September saw a month of tears, thanking God that you weren't here. And it's um, just a boy in a Chevy truck that had a tendency of getting stuck on back roads at night. That I really do believe that. Yeah. The parallels I agree in that. With that. Absolutely. Perfect. Have I loved? And um, Sweet Tea and God's Graces because of autumn rain, window pane, looking how the leaves changed, just like the two of us. Still got your laugh, your ghost, your jacket. I guess I loved you way too much. It's about somebody leaving in the September and it talks about having her first kiss. So yeah, I really, I really do think that those two are about him. And it kind of also parallels to By The Way, because in By The Way, she talks about having to catch her breath when she sees someone there and doesn't know what to say. And then like verse three of um, Sweet Tea, you've got, saw you just the other day, all that I could think to say was, hey, how have you been? You caught me with that old smile, said it's really been a while. I still think about back then, which is kind of like, don't you actually, when we're talking about it, like, don't stay, don't say you still love me if you don't want me. I feel like there are so many yeah. links and parallels that almost if you had, I mean, obviously we don't have all the songs she ever wrote, but if we did, I feel like it would be a very easy way to kind of leapfrog from a situation to see the way everything progresses in her mind. Like the way yeah. that, by the way, so clearly kind of predates Don't You. And it mm. just... I feel like it would be really cool to be able to see the process. I've got to say, that's my favourite thing about unreleased songs is linking them up. I was going to say, I think that's almost why there's there's a kind of obsession in the media about linking it to past relationships. Because although, yes, every artist writes about love, no one does it in a way that's so specific to a, a certain situation like Taylor does. And you can see the parallels between songs, especially in her older songs and some of her unreleased ones as well. If you add them in as well, you can really see a whole story. You feel like you know everything, if that makes sense. You you see the story play out through a number of different songs rather than just kind of the feelings yeah. and the emotions in one song, if that makes sense. If it's like a behind another, the scenes view of the yes. song you've already heard. Yeah. If I was to add another one, this is really happening. Just to yes. add another one. Mm-hmm. Fully agree with that. Yeah. That gives me such sweet tea vibes. Sweet Tea and God's Graces and Tim McGraw, I link those that song too. Yeah. Just this very kind of idealised view of young love. It was obviously a relationship that she cherished and it ended in, a, in an amicable way and she looks back on it well and there's no hard feelings there. So I think those kinds of songs, and you see that in Tim McGraw and our song, the two released ones that yeah. I'm sure are written about him. So if you want to see some of the photos that we've been talking about in this episode, then head over to our Instagram at Swift Legacy Podcast and we will be posting those over the next week or so. And unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today, but we'll be back again next week with another episode of the Swift Legacy Podcast.